Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. Nut Witkowski. Who? Nut Witkowski. That's quite a first name. He is the head of the Department of Biostatistics, Epidemiology, and Research Design at the Rockefeller University in New York City. I dare you to say that five times fast. So this is the thing I sent you about the epidemiologist. Yeah. This guy says that... The virus could be exterminated if we weren't on lockdown. Isn't that interesting? But it makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, because everybody's hoarding the virus in their house. And they're going to leave their house. And then there's going to be another peak. Because everybody's going to bring it the fuck outside. So I'm going to use, because you've experienced it. I'm going to use what I call the kids who go to school syndrome that families have. Okay? And it's made doubly okay. worse by the fact that they split their our kids split their time between two houses. But what do we always talk about? When you're in the summertime, um, by around the end of June, and there's no more colds in the house, no more yeah. disease in the house. Everybody's good because... The little plague bearers stop bringing it home. They stop bringing stuff home. But here's the thing. When they go back to school, in the beginning of the school year, everybody's getting sick. Everybody's got a cold. Everybody's have stomach virus. Everybody's sick. But by about... November, December, you're immune to it. Right. What happened? And then flu season hits. But, but what happened? Your, your immune system kicked in and did its job. It beat the crap out of that stuff and made it so that it's never going to bother you again. Yeah, because humans do this thing called adapting. And that's why I wondered all along, like, okay, let's not expose ourselves. Well, like he says, you can't help but be exposed. First of all, we've talked about this in an episode before about how um, if, if someone here gets it, we're all going to get it, more than likely. And if someone here gets it, the other side's going to get it too. Well, and vice versa. Okay, so we're, we're all kind of responsible for each other in that respect. But the point is, he says it in here. You're not going to stop a family from spreading the virus to each other. And yeah, you know what? It might happen that I get it, you get it, and Mitchell gets it, but Ash doesn't get it. That could happen. Well, yeah. Um, it's happened before. Most and of vice the time versa. They... And vice versa. When it comes from the other house. Different people might get it than would have gotten it. Most of the time when the plague enters our house, carried by a tiny human, I'm the one who gets sick. Yeah, and I get sick occasionally, but you get sick all the time. Every but, time. But it proves the point that these diseases, they run their course or they get like a little more under control by exposure to humans. And I wonder, like they say some of these people are getting it a second time and that they're finding that there's no um, resistance built up to it. 
I wonder if there's no resistance built up to it because we're insisting on not exposing ourselves to other people. Well, they said, I saw something else today saying that people injected with a small amount of someone else's blood who has recently had coronavirus were recovering within days. Oh, because of the antibodies. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. It, it drives me it drives me bananas um, that it's like this, but it drives me crazy. Let's not expose ourselves, but yet... We have to. We have packages that get delivered because we don't want to go to the store. But we have to have packages delivered. That's the safe way, right? Why? You don't think somebody safer. touched it along the way that could have had the virus? I mean, I guess less people touched it, but but, still. but it's possible. And it's we have we... and we have Postmates delivered because we don't want to go get it ourselves. And I'm starting to wonder if that's such a great idea because if you think about it, at the very very least, and that's actually a big thing when you think about it, at the very very least, if we're going to get food from I don't know, Amici's. At the very, very least, you got the guy or woman driving the Postmates car and anybody who's recently been in their car uh-huh. exposing us that we're exposed to. We're still going to be exposed to the Amici's employees and people who have been in Amici's to pick up their food and whatever because that happens because the dude has to go in there to pick it up. But it's no different than when we went to Popeye's. So you my, were but my point to everybody is, else but, but that's my point. There. We should just go there and get it and eliminate the... Um, Postmates guy, but you see how it gets like crazier and crazier? Because what's going to happen when all of this is over? Are we going to just go back to normal and people aren't going to wear gloves and masks and, um, you know, grocery stores aren't going to keep like, you know, six feet apart? Or are we going to permanently have a six feet apart thing? We're not permanently going to have a six feet apart thing or gloves or masks because people aren't going to do it. But why not? Because is it because five people are going to do it after this is all over and everybody's allowed to go back out? Everybody's going to go back to their same gross habits of sneezing into their hands and then touching all the peanut butter. But is it because people don't want to do it, or is it because it really doesn't do a damn bit of good? It really doesn't do a damn bit of good. And that's what this doctor is saying. I mean, let me read some things here. What people are trying to do is flatten the curve. I don't really know why, but what happens is if you flatten the curve, you also prolong to widen it, and it takes more time. And I don't see a good reason for respiratory disease to stay in the population longer than necessary, he said. With all respiratory diseases, the only thing that stops the disease is herd immunity. About 80% of the people need to have had contact with the virus, and the majority of them won't even have recognized that they were infected or they had very, very mild symptoms, especially if they are children. So it's very important to keep the schools open and kids mingling to spread the virus to get herd immunity as fast as possible. And then the elderly people who should be separated and the nursing homes should be closed during that time can come back and meet their children and grandchildren after about four weeks when the virus has been exterminated. Now, according to him, had we not done this whole lockdown, keep kids out of it school, would be done whatever, by now. we'd be over with it. Yeah. And he, he also... And it wouldn't person, have destroyed the economy. Right. And first person I've seen who doesn't use the, oh, but what about the old people thing? He flat out says they need to be separated. You need to lock down nursing homes. No visitors. Well, and any, anybody who has like severe respiratory illnesses, they should probably have asked to work from home. Well, and you know what? And you know what would have to happen in that case if you really want to make it perfect, perfect for the older people? Huh. The hospital workers that are there, have to stay. Yeah. They can't leave and come back. Can't bring in a new shift because then you're introducing the possibility that somebody's been exposed. Yeah. Think about it. Think about this. They don't even know what the exposure rate is. But let's say for round numbers, because, I mean, if the death toll is at about 
three and a half percent, you got to figure minimum 50% are exposed to it. Let's just go conservative, mm-hmm. 50%. Well, doesn't that mean you have a 50-50 chance of getting exposed to it? And so you don't want to bring that to old people because they're at risk right. of dying from that. So so bad idea, bad idea. So, But this guy, literally you saying we would be done with this. Yeah. And he says, you can't stop the spread of a respiratory disease within a family, and you can't stop it from spreading with neighbors, with people who are delivering, people who are physicians, anybody. People are social, and even in times of social distancing, they have contacts, and any of these contacts could spread the disease. It will go slowly, and so it will not build up herd immunity, but it will happen, and it will go on forever. Unless we Maybe we should listen to the person who's dedicated their life to studying just my, a thought. My favorite part, especially as a libertarian guy, about this article was this whole paragraph right here asked about Anthony Fauci, the White House medical expert who for weeks has been predicting significant numbers of COVID-19 deaths in America, as well as major ongoing disruptions to daily life, possibly for years. You hear that? Witkowski replied, well... I'm not paid by the government, so I'm entitled to actually do science. Burn! In the words of Burn! Double burn. That's just like, wow. Like, Uh we're, and this is what I keep saying. Like, here's why I get suspicious, because you you know me. Like, because I like to be factual and logical, things things can fluctuate when it's like this. As new information comes in, your calculations change and the numbers change, right? And so you position yourself differently. Well, when they start saying, oh, well, we've lowered our numbers and we're predicting that in the United States, 80,000 people will die of this virus. That sounds terrible, right? When you put it that way. 80,000 people, it sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. But first off, remember how many people there, there are here. There's 30 million or 300 million yeah, that's it's actually 320 million by the last time I checked. That's not even 10 percent of the population. Not even five percent. It's not even two and a half percent of the. It's not even one percent of the population that they're talking about. It's a super slim um, piece of the population. But that's not even the part that matters. Where I start to go, hmm, I wonder if there's something going on. Is when I then read that in the last year, the regular influenza killed 82,000 people. So yeah. essentially, statistically, they're equal. So what are we going to start doing? Shutting down um, the country for influenza season as well? I did the math for you, by the way. It is 0.025%. It's a quarter of a percent. Yep. quarter of a percent. I mean, I- I'm sorry, people. I know, oh, no one should die. There should never be any person that dies. I 100% agree with you that in a utopian world... We would want 100% of the people to live. And you want to know what I think is going to happen? But we don't live in utopia. I think the deaths from the flu this year will be significantly less because I think the same people who are dying of coronavirus probably would have died from the flu this year. More than likely, that's true. That's a controversial statement, but it's true. Because the people who are passing away from coronavirus are sickly. Like they're... they're yeah, that seems to be the theme. Severe asthma. They have COPD. They're at extreme risk of getting pneumonia from any kind of other illness. And those are the people who, if they get the flu, they're fucked. So like my mom, she gets the flu shot every year because if she gets the flu, she'll get pneumonia and she has a way higher chance of dying. Yeah. Those are the kind, as awful as that is to say, those are the kind of people. Well, after learning some of the things that I learned recently about my own health, 
I wonder sometimes if maybe I should start getting a flu shot, even though I hate the idea of it. You probably should. That's something for me to discuss with my physician, I suppose. But He tried I, to encourage you to get one last year. I thank you. You shot him down real fast. <laughs> I thank you for sending this article. Um, it's. I like to send you the real controversial ones. It's a she good one. like them. It literally says going outdoors is what stops every respiratory disease, so that's kind of exciting. But yeah, that's where I'm coming from. I agree with this dude. I think we should go outside. I think we should co-mingle. I think the kids should go to school. I think the seniors should graduate as normal. I don't think we should be doing all the things that we're doing. And what I've really noticed from all of this is how many people actually just they listen to what anyone who claims to be an expert says. Let me ask you a question. You know, How come because someone got elected to office that they're any better um, than any other person? Like, There's people out there who think I'm a giant idiot. That's fair. But what if I got elected to office? Does that suddenly change that I'm a giant idiot? No. Because suddenly people are bowing down to these people as though they're gods and they know what they're talking about. Oh, Nancy Pelosi says... What do I care what an 84-year-old codger who's been in government for way too long has to say about a virus? Why do I care about that? What the fuck does... What are her qualifications to tell us about a virus? Just curious. And that's Isn't my point. Isn't she like a lawyer? So it drives me crazy, that kind of shit. Um, we'll see what happens, though. There's all kinds of mixed feelings out there. People on social media are kind of hot and heated about it. Um, dude on LinkedIn today gave me crap because he said, you know, aren't we free, blah, blah, blah. And he had the, the balls to tag me in the post. So I wrote, well, you know, here's my thing. And I wrote what I said about the 82,000 versus the 80,000. Well, the flu is much more deadly, you know, le much less deadly than this. And in, in Italy, they're dying left, right, and center, and blah, 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 But Italy had an extremely old population. Yeah, exactly. But my point is, there's people who are real passionately feeling that this is the right thing to do, and then there's people who feel it's not the right thing to do. And I don't think anyone should dismiss either side. They should actually pay attention to what either side thinks and do something about it instead of floating around all the fucking time. Well, you know, there we go. Well, do you think we've caused some controversy? I hope so. If we successfully offended you tonight, you can uh, you can let us know. Info at yogispodcastnetwork dot com. And then what I'm going to tell you after you send me your ranty email is I'm going to say, dude, you clearly need CBD. I was going to say, or they can leave us a voicemail and we can get their angry tone for real. They could if I could remember what the voicemail number was because I know you don't know what it is. Because if I don't know what it is, you definitely don't know what it is. Fail. I don't know what it is. It's in every show notes, though. So if you're listening to this, you can just go to the show notes and it's right there. It says <laughs> call us. So call us. But here's but here's the the thing. I mean, you 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 need to chill out. So you're going to need CBD. For their anxiety? Yeah, and we we love the CBD that we use. It's the greatest stuff. You can get it at yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash CBD. And the government wants me to tell you 
that in addition to the fact that you should be staying at home during the virus, that we will make a small, small commission, but you will not pay anything extra for your food, for your CBD. (laughs) I was literally had a thought about Postmates while I was saying that. So get your butt over there, yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash CBD. Get you some CBD. Take that stuff. Within hours, you're going to be nice and relaxed. It doesn't have any drugs in it. It's perfectly legal. 0% THC. Yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash CBD. And now I'm tired. Well, on that note, go the fuck to sleep. Good night, everyone. I will. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.